Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that what I try to do is bring really interesting people doing a lot of different things, whether they're entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, big business, small business, with the intent of picking their brain just a little bit to inspire all of us to be able to do more in our world of entrepreneurship. Whether you've already started your business or you're just thinking your ladder's against the wrong wall and you have to leap out and do something. Well, today's show is no different. Today's show, we have Kim Sutton. Now, I've known Kim for about six months. I met her at the New Media Summit uh, back in September, and then again at the second New Media Summit uh, this year in April. And I will tell you, I watched somebody have just a huge change in their confidence, in how their business grew, and I don't know what it is, but sometimes you see people just take that leap to the next level. And having witnessed this from our two encounters six months apart, I was like, you have to come on the show. So she's a crazy busy lady. She works with people who are doing really big business and, and sort of consults with them and coaches them on how to you know do better. She writes copy. She does all kinds of stuff. She lives in Ohio. She has five kids. Let's revisit that for a minute. She has five kids and runs a successful business. I could barely run two kids and get dinner on the table. So uh, Kim is doing lots of interesting things. She's working for herself. She's a really nice person on top of all that. So Kim Sutton, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much, Tom. I do have to throw in there, though, that I can barely get dinner on the table just because I burn it just about every other night. (laughs) Oh, nice. We'll have to send you my wife's cookbook. Okay, that sounds great. So my wife wrote a cookbook, gosh, 16 years ago called Mad at Martha because they were mad that Martha set the the standard so high to be able to cook and it's all easy recipes for busy people. Oh, that's so fabulous. (laughs) Yes, I will sign up for a copy of that. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, why don't you tell everybody what you do in your business? I don't read bios. I think it's silly to read something that a PR person wrote or some fancy pants copywriter. Oh, wait, that's you. Um, <laughs> you know, I just like to kind of talk like we're sitting in a bar. So if somebody came up and said, hi, Kim, I'm Tom's friend. What do you do? What would you tell me? I- Yeah, sure. So I am the tech nerd behind the scenes of the launches of six and seven figure business coaches. So I set up the marketing automation, the landing pages, write copy, Facebook ads, you name it. I'm I'm back there behind the scenes doing all the nerdy tech stuff. Wow. Now, were you always doing nerdy tech stuff? Is that how you started your career? Oh my gosh. No, I actually had a dream as a child of being an interior designer, architect, working in a big city, living in a loft like in the movie Ghost and, you know, designing <laughs> making your own potter- offices. Making your own pottery with Patrick Swayze behind you? Oh my gosh, that would have been so freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But life takes its twists and turns. And I lost my job in 2008. I was designing schools at the time. And I moved from New York City to Ohio in 2004. I am not from Ohio. There's nothing wrong with it, by the way. I love it. <laughs> well, you're nice from city. Ohio from calling into my podcast. Exactly. When I said you were from Ohio, I just meant right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't mean that as a knock to you either, Tom. Um, <laughs> but I lost my job designing schools because the taxpayers didn't want to pay for them anymore. So I took a, a little detour. I tried my way on the line at Chipotle rolling burritos, got kicked off the line there because my burritos wouldn't stay together. 
And um, <laughs> you're a failed burrito maker. I that am. that should, if I had known that, that's how we would have started the show. Let's just start over. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I'm here with Kim, who can't make a burrito to save her life. True that. So I interior design. Well, Dayton is not the interior interior design mecca of the world, to say the least. And I had to find a job. I was going through a divorce and I became an administrative assistant. Well, to make a long story short, I got remarried and we needed extra money. So I started my job or my business as a virtual assistant, just as a way to make a little bit of extra money. And over the course of the past five plus years, it's grown and (laughs) gone way beyond virtual assistants. And along the way, you have five kids. What What is the age range? I have children ranging from three-year-old twins to a fifteen-year-old, and oh, wow. then a few more in between. So this is yeah. this is from both marriages. You've got the blended the blended thing going on. I do. My husband had that genius idea of having one more of our own. We had her. We said we were done, and then some divine power laughed and said, "Here, take two more." <laughs> well, I was the surprise kid. My parents had three almost teenagers, and surprise. Yeah, people like to ask us. Well, don't you know how that happens? Yeah, we know <laughs> yeah, how. It yeah, they happens. know. They know what causes that now. Kim. Yes, we definitely do. That's right. Well, I will tell you as the surprise child. Don't tell your other children, but the last surprise child is always the favorite. So, but what do we do when there's two last surprise children? <laughs> oh, were they twins? Yeah. Oh, well, then they're tied for best. Or, or okay, or whoever brings mom coffee first in the morning. That's a genius idea. <laughs> so, so you've been doing this now for a while be, besides, you know, scrambling along with five children, but also, you know, you started off as a virtual assistant. How did that morph into what you're doing now? I had a client who was interested in Infusionsoft and like a lot of people who are interested in Infusionsoft, they don't want to spend the money because they know it costs a lot, but they want it because they know all the great things that it can do. So I had a, an offer. I will sponsor you to become an Infusionsoft certified partner if you provide me some hours when it's through. So I was already interested in it. I couldn't really figure out how I was going to spend the money or take the time, but the opportunity fell in my lap. And six months pregnant with twins, I flew to Arizona and became an Infusionsoft certified partner. So that's what really <laughs> launched me into marketing automation and the whole digital marketing realm. I but, never saw it coming. I got blindsided and I'm very thankful for it because I love every second of it. That's awesome. So what do you love about it? Now you love every second of it. What is it about having your own business, being able to do what you do? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you, what do you like so much? Helping to get other people back into their beds at night. If that makes any sense. Tell me what that means. The digital marketing that I'm setting up for clients allows their businesses to keep on running even when they are not at their desk or on their phone or, I mean, I have five kids. I'm mom chauffeur for a few hours every day, but my business is still running when I'm away and their businesses are still running when they're away. And that's what I love. It it feels like putting together a 10,000 square piece jigsaw puzzle that works like clockwork for clients sometimes it doesn't but (laughs) you know that's awesome but yeah but but are there ever times where you feel like gosh i i miss i miss working for somebody else i wish i was working for that big design firm no never no Hmm. 
I don't miss clocking in or out. I don't miss the eyes when I was going to the restroom or to lunch or the water cooler or the eyes watching what email I was reading. (laughs) Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that what I try to do is bring really interesting people doing a lot of different things, whether they're entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, big business, small business, with the intent of picking their brain just a little bit to inspire all of us to be able to do more in our world of entrepreneurship, whether you've already started your business or you're just thinking your ladder's against the wrong wall and you have to leap out and do something. Well, today's show is no different. Today's show, we have Kim Sutton. Now, I've known Kim for about six months. I met her at the New Media Summit uh, back in September, and then again at the second New Media Summit uh, this year in April. And I will tell you, I watched somebody have just a huge change in their confidence, in how their business grew, and I don't know what it is, but sometimes you see people just take that leap to the next level. And having witnessed this from our two encounters six months apart, I was like, you have to come on the show. So she's a crazy busy lady. She works with people who are doing really big business and and sort of consults with them and coaches them on how to, you know, do better. She writes copy. She does all kinds of stuff. She lives in Ohio. She has five kids. Let's revisit that for a minute. She has five kids and runs a successful business. I could barely run two kids and get dinner on the table. So uh, Kim is doing lots of interesting things. She's working for herself. She's a really nice person on top of all that. So Kim Sutton, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much, Tom. I do have to throw in there, though, that I can barely get dinner on the table just because I burn it just about every other night. (laughs) Oh, nice. We'll have to send you my wife's cookbook. Okay, that sounds great. So my wife wrote a cookbook, gosh, 16 years ago called Mad at Martha because they were mad that Martha set the the standard so high to be able to cook and it's all easy recipes for busy people. Oh, that's so fabulous. (laughs) Yes, I will sign up for a copy of that. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, why don't you tell everybody what you do in your business? I don't read bios. I think it's silly to read something that a PR person wrote or some fancy pants copywriter. Oh, wait, that's you. Um, <laughs> you know, I just like to kind of talk like we're sitting in a bar. So if somebody came up and said, hi, Kim, I'm Tom's friend. What do you do? What would you tell I, me? Yeah, sure. So I am the tech nerd behind the scenes of the launches of six and seven figure business coaches. So I set up the marketing automation, the landing pages, write copy, Facebook ads, you name it. I'm I'm back there behind the scenes doing all the nerdy tech stuff. Wow. Now, were you always doing nerdy tech stuff? Is that how you started your career? Oh my gosh. No. I actually had a dream as a child of being an interior designer, architect, working in a big city, living in a loft like in the movie Ghost and, you know, designing <laughs> making your own potter- offices. Making your own pottery with Patrick Swayze behind you? Oh my gosh. That would have been so freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But- Life takes its twists and turns, and I lost my job in 2008. I was designing schools at the time, and I moved from New York City to Ohio in 2004. I am not from Ohio. There's nothing wrong with it, by the way. I love it. <laughs> well, you're nice from to- Ohio from calling into my podcast. Exactly. When I said you were from Ohio, I just meant right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't mean that as a knock to you either, Tom. Um, <laughs> but I lost my job designing schools because the taxpayers didn't want to pay for them anymore. So 
I took a, a little detour. I tried my way on the line at Chipotle rolling burritos, got kicked off the line there because my burritos wouldn't stay together. And um, <laughs> you're a failed burrito maker. I that I, that should, if I had known that, that's how we would have started the show. Let's just start over. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I'm here with Kim, who can't make a burrito to save her life. True that. So I, interior design, well, Dayton is not the interior, interior design mecca of the world, to say the least. And I had to find a job. I was going through a divorce and I became an administrative assistant. Well, to make the, a long story short, I got remarried and we needed extra money. So I started my job or my business as a virtual assistant, just as a way to make a little bit of extra money. And over the course of the past five plus years, it's grown and <laughs> gone way beyond virtual assistance. And along the way, you have five kids. What are their, What is the age range? I have children ranging from three-year-old twins to a fifteen-year-old, and oh, wow. then a few more in between. So this is yeah. this is from both marriages. You've got the blended the blended thing going on. I do. My husband had that genius idea of having one more of our own. We had her. We said we were done, and then some divine power laughed and said, "Here, take two more." <laughs> well, I was the surprise kid. My parents had three almost teenagers, and surprise. Yeah, people like to ask us. Well, don't you know how that happens? Yeah, we know <laughs> yeah, how. It yeah, they happens. know. They know what causes that now. Kim. Yes, we definitely do. That's right. Well, I will tell you as the surprise child. Don't tell your other children, but the last surprise child is always the favorite. So, but what do we do when there's two last surprise children? <laughs> oh, were they twins? Yeah. Oh, well, then they're tied for best. Or okay. Or, or whoever brings mom coffee first in the morning. That's a genius idea. <laughs> so, so you've been doing this now for a while be, besides, you know, scrambling along with five children, but also, you know, you started off as a virtual assistant. How did that morph into what you're doing now? I had a client who was interested in Infusionsoft and like a lot of people who are interested in Infusionsoft, they don't want to spend the money because they know it costs a lot, but they want it because they know all the great things that it can do. So I had a, an offer. I will sponsor you to become an Infusionsoft certified partner if you provide me some hours when it's through. So I was already interested in it. I couldn't really figure out how I was going to spend the money or take the time, but the opportunity fell in my lap. And six months pregnant with twins, I flew to Arizona and became an Infusionsoft certified partner. So that's what really <laughs> launched me into marketing automation and the whole digital marketing realm. I but, never saw it coming. I got blindsided and I'm very thankful for it because I love every second of it. That's awesome. So what do you love about it? Now you love every second of it. What is it about having your own business, being able to do what you do? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you, what do you like so much? Helping to get other people back into their beds at night if that makes any sense. Tell me what that means. The digital marketing that I'm setting up for clients allows their businesses to keep on running even when they are not at their desk or on their phone. Or, I mean, I have five kids. I, I'm mom chauffeur for a few hours every day. But my business is still running when I'm away and their businesses are still running when they're away. And that's what I love. It it feels like putting together a 10,000 square piece jigsaw puzzle that works like clockwork for clients sometimes it doesn't but <laughs> that, you know that's awesome but yeah but, but are there ever times where you feel like gosh i i miss 
I miss working for somebody else. I wish I was working for that big design firm. No. Never? No. Hmm. I don't miss clocking in or out. I don't miss the eyes when I was going to the restroom or to lunch or the water cooler or the eyes watching what email I was reading. I don't miss it. <laughs> nice. I, you know what, Tom? Okay, yes, I do miss one thing. I miss potluck lunch and the vendors bringing in lunch for people. So you know what? Uh, I miss the Christmas parties because uh, I worked for yeah. a couple of law firms and banks and some big companies, and we had really kick-ass uh, Christmas parties. And so what I've started doing is uh, the week before Christmas – I go out to dinner with three or four other professional speakers and their spouses who live in Austin. We get like a table of six or a table of eight, and we go out to a really fancy restaurant, and we just all split the bill, but that's our company Christmas party. That's an amazing idea. So, and I suppose I could do something around here, too. Yeah, solopreneur. Like look, entrepreneurial Solopreneur lunch. Christmas party. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's probably a great idea. You're probably going to be like the, the highlight of the solo, the solo track in, in Dayton if you start doing like a quarterly potluck. That would be amazing. Yeah, we, that was just born right here, and everybody can take that idea. Don't do it yeah. in Dayton because that's Kim's, but anywhere else we can all do it. Yep. <laughs> so uh, what advice do you have for somebody who is thinking, yeah, I, I could do without the potlucks. I don't want all the rest. They want to start their own business. What advice do you have for them? Do what you love. Don't chase income. Chase what makes your heart happy because that will make all the difference. Hmm. So what do you think caused me to sort of see this spark of confidence change in six months at an event where you went from being kind of like, to Kim Sutton is here. What was that difference? Wow. I, well, I, well, first I was looking at pictures and I was not recognizing the person in the pictures from the last event. It's like, I was trying to put on a show and I think a lot of, entrepreneurs do that. We try to put on a show and pretend that we're somebody we're not. And I wasn't really comfortable in that skin that I was wearing at the first one. Yeah. And I think people do that all the time, right? They feel like they have to prove something to somebody. And so they put on some sort of a mask or they try to put on a show and you you can't keep that up. So why do you think, why do you think you felt you needed to do that coming to, you know, the, the new media summit the first time? Because it was my first event outside of the house. Since the twins were born. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I've been a soccer mom and all that, but it was the first time I had been in the professional space with lots of other entrepreneurs and professionals in three years, which is sad. Don't do that, people. (laughs) But I really didn't know what people expected of me. But the truth was, is that people didn't expect anything except for me to be me. But I tried to be somebody I wasn't and therefore my voice got squashed. Mm -hmm. So... Why do you think you, what was different the second time? Well, first off, I knew I was going to be going back and seeing people that I already had met like you and a a bunch of the participants and the icons. And I felt in a way like I was going home, if that makes sense, like my home away from home, because I knew a lot of the people. And then I had become a lot more transparent and authentic and real in my own podcast since the last event, I got over the fear of sharing who I really am. I started to close disclosing a lot more about me and I realized that it was unfair to be hiding me and, and to even be trying to put on clothes that somebody else, like an alternate version of me would be wearing. So I packed jeans this event. I don't think I packed 
any clothes that I would not really wear in my everyday life. And right away, that started to make me feel more comfortable. I didn't go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. You don't need to do that. So let's talk about getting more comfortable with your podcast. What led you to that? Was it just experience? It was actually the first new media summit because I realized it's our show was our show, right? Cool things entrepreneurs do is, is talking to people like me, but it's still your show. And I realized that by keeping me out of my own show, that wasn't doing justice right. to and me or the brand. What I tell everybody is if you want to start a podcast, it's going to take you a lot of episodes before you're going to get comfortable in your own skin. And I have a young friend who's looking to start a podcast. And you know, originally he was going to do like a comedy podcast with some other guy. And I'm like, yeah, but so many people have done that. What, who are you? What do you want to talk about? What do you care about? And, and do you want to tie your brand to somebody else? And so now I think he's kind of figured out a little bit of what he wants to do. And, you know, I tell him, go back and listen to my first shows. They're crummy compared to what we do now. I mean, now we just sit around like we're having a beer and we just talk. And if there's a blooper, we just leave it in, you know, except for, you know, we probably cut out that lawn mowing thing that was is going on in the background uh, and probably still will continue to go on in the background of this episode. But, you know, that that's real life. I could have said, oh, Kim, the guy's here mowing the lawn. We have to stop this. We need to do this tomorrow. But my attitude is... Yeah, what's the, you know, the listeners have lawns and some of them pay people to mow their lawns. And so guess what happens? He comes by and mows the lawn at some point. So we're just going to have to make do. And uh, my wonderful editor is going to have to clip all that through as it, as it happens. But it took me several shows to get to a point where I could let that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were the first episode that I ever put out on my podcast where I left a blooper in. <laughs> and, and then you and it was all me. I was just going to say it and, probably was me. No, it was all me. And you were like, I'll just leave that in. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, he's right. I'm just going to leave it in. And I've gotten a great response. And then you also said, and I've heard you say it before and after, you, you had read an article, I believe, about it taking 300 and speaking engagements to real, really start to feel your groove. Well, I'm about 330 podcast episodes in. And I got right about 300. Yeah. I felt like this is it. Yeah. Yep, I, I, know the quote, the quote I, came. I sort of know what I'm doing now, <laughs> but I feel a lot better about it. So that quote comes from a woman named Roxanne Emmerich. And her point was that if you, you know, are going to be a speaker, you're not going to be great on stage the first time you speak. Like you said, it's going to take 300 speeches and somewhere along the line around that number, everything's going to click. You're going to be able to handle whatever comes your way. And I really believe the same thing was true for the podcast. I'm just past, you know, 350 episodes and it's the same thing. It's like all of a sudden things just started to gel. They all start to make sense. So I have a real strong belief that, that that's probably very part of, of why you, you came into your own. I think the other thing is, is I think that you've signed some big clients and I think you know you do good work. I mean, I could just see that in your face that, you know, you didn't have to prove anything to anybody in the room. You know you're doing good work. Do you think that that matters for entrepreneurs when they get to that point where they know they're doing good work that it just makes it easier? Oh yeah, definitely. When you know you don't have something, when you don't, let me try that again. When you know you don't have to prove it, but you know it in your heart that you, that you're damn good at what you do. Yeah, that feels amazing. <laughs> so what do you think? I, I find that there's a gap between people's potential and the results they get. And you've obviously crossed that gap. You're doing great things. What, what do you think it takes for an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or anybody to get across that gap between what they could accomplish and then to actually go and do it? Action. 
Ah. And confidence. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's talk about action. Why mm-hmm. do you think people don't take it? I see it all the time. Why do you think people aren't taking the actions they should? They're scared of all the what ifs. And they're also more concerned about perfectionism because they think that if I don't have it ready and it's not perfect, then nobody's going to buy it. But I'll tell you, people, I think, are not buying perfect anymore. They're buying real. They're buying authentic. Throw a couple typos in there and see what type of response you get. I know you'll get some response because somebody will tell you that you misspelled the word, but you yeah, know. the typo police drive me crazy. I used to be a pretty proficient blogger before I started this podcast. I don't blog nearly as much as I used to, but I used to write a lot. I mean, I think I have 3,000 blog posts on my blog from ages ago, started in 2005 until about three years ago when I transferred most of my attention over to cool things entrepreneurs do. But people would write and they'd be like, oh, you, you have a typo or you left off an S on this word in paragraph four. And some people would do it and it was like, really much, like here, I can help you. But some people did it as a you know, they were being a jerk about it. I just don't know that there's a time and a place in 2018 that you have to be a jerk about finding a typo. It's one thing if you want to help the person say, by the way, you had a typo. I love that. But there were so many people who would write and be like, well, you shouldn't be writing and publishing on the internet because obviously if you left off an S, you're a freaking idiot. And it's like, no, I'm a human being who's out there typing, you know, a thousand word blog post. And, you know, I'm not a detailed oriented guy. If, if you only found one typo, I should get a, I should get a bonus. Oh, absolutely. I can't get through the week without burning dinner once. It's a good thing I don't have the food police here. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about a typo. (laughs) So, Kim, I've got a lot more questions for you. But first, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Kim Sutton. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Kim, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in your business right now? I am really loving Facebook Messenger ads, and I know some people might be like, Facebook. Yes, I'm still on Facebook. I'm not leaving Facebook. You know, I'm not going (laughs) to pretend that MySpace is still around. If it is around, I haven't looked recently. But uh, Facebook, actually, I said that wrong. Facebook Messenger bots is what I'm really loving right now because I love anything that can get me away from work and still have communication and conversations with my audience. So what is that? I don't even know what Facebook Messenger bots is. Oh my gosh. So if if you have a Facebook page for your business and you set up where somebody can send you a message through it, then anybody who visits your page can click on the button. I am so I turned it on mute, Tom. I turned totally it on mute. Totally fine. People can send click on the send a message button and then the bot will respond on your behalf and you can take them through a whole guided journey of conversations. So I have people that are going to listen to my podcast episodes or are going to learn how they can work with me. And then if they want to, they can send a message back saying that they want to talk to a human, but I even give my robot a personality. So it <laughs> they know that it's not me, but I'm off burning dinner or, you know, having a life <laughs> outside my computer. That's awesome. 
So Kim, I love to ask the people who come on the show who it is they admire, because I think entrepreneurs should do more than just focus on their business. I think we should be observers. And I think because we're in that entrepreneurial space, we're observing other entrepreneurs. So who do you see out there where you think, wow, he or she, they're, they're crushing it? Wow, there's so many. Mm, well, just because he's a mutual connection, I do admire Steve Olsher. Mm-hmm. I, I had to put that out there. I've seen the journey, the, the ups and downs that he's been through, and now he's rocking it, and I'm building out stuff on the back end and seeing how many lives he's changing just by teaching about the power of podcasting. And I also have to say I deeply admire just because of my own history through entrepreneurship um, and I know they're a lot bigger, but Brendan Burchard and Danielle Laporte, because they, through their teachings and just getting out there and sharing with the world, they saved my life quite literally. They taught me that they reminded me that I needed to sleep <laughs> and to follow my heart. Oh, that's awesome. So Kim, I think that entrepreneurs, you know, I think they do more than just make money. I think they want to leave a mark behind. So yeah. what do you do to give back to the greater good? I remember. I remind people that they don't need to be perfect. That's that's actually probably a great answer because that is something that I think we all get caught up on and we talked about it a little earlier, but I think that I think that we we do get caught up in that. How do how do you go about reminding people of that? Well, first I respond by giving you a blooper to go with it, you know. <laughs> but I share the journey. I went for so long not posting, not sharing my entrepreneurial self with the world because I didn't feel quote perfect as compared to so many people I was following. But in retrospect, I was disconnecting myself from so many people. So now I share not only struggles that we've gone through trying to buy our home as an entrepreneur, which is its own fun mess. (laughs) Let's just put it that way (laughs) to how to keep track of memories and um, ideas and task lists in the car or when you have to lock yourself in the bathroom because your kids are driving you crazy, but you need a moment of quiet. But I I share it. (laughs) But I think that's important. I mean, I think that for so many people, we forget. I mean, you, you, you get caught up thinking that everybody else is living their Christmas letter or living their Facebook posts. And I think that that is something that's important that we can be reminded that, you know, it's the messy stuff that makes up life, right? Oh, absolutely. Don't save your Facebook lives for when everything is perfect. <laughs> be real today and you'll connect a lot more. So Kim, if somebody's listening to the show and, and they need the type of help you do, maybe they're, you know, they're an entrepreneur and they're about to do a launch and they really need somebody who understands what all those things are and they understand, you know, Infusionsoft and everything that goes with that to be able to do everything. How in the world does somebody find you? Really easy. They can go to thekimsutton.com. So put the the in front of it. Somebody else, beat, the, somebody else beat you to kimsutton.com is what you're saying. Yeah, but it's a... Blank site, so which drives me crazy, but nothing's perfect, you know? So I will be the Cam Sutton. So there's a guy out there who is named Tom Singer, T-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R, and he's very frustrated with me because I not only own Tom Singer, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R, but since the average person might spell it T-O-M, I also own T-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R, and it redirects, and it drives this guy absolutely bonkers that he can't have TomSinger.com. I'm sure it does. 
So, But that's awesome. <laughs> so you can find me either way. Hey, Kim, thank you so much for coming on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do and sharing your journey. I'm sorry that we had some lawn mowing issues going on in the background, but uh, the wizard that is my editor from Podfly will make it uh, seamless. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. And for those of you who listen, I say it every single time. If it wasn't for the listeners, we wouldn't have a show. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Kim. But in the meantime, I want to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.